0: okay Thank you madam clerk um, thank you everyone for joining us for the, the budget and audit committee of the Sacramento city council on, uh, we're gonna call this meeting to order uh, at uh, on March 1st, 2022 um, at 3.06 PM. Uh, You know, happy women's history month, everybody. uh, March 1st here. Madam clerk, if you could please call the roll.
1: Thank you. Council member Jennings.
2: I'm
0: here.
1: Council member Vang. Here. Vice chair Guerra.
0: Here.
1: And I expect the mayor momentarily.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Madam Clerk, if uh, if we can go ahead and if those folks can rise, uh, join us for the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to, the to the flag of the, the United States State of, America of America and, and to, to the, the republic, republic for which it which stands, stands one, one nation, under, nation, under God. Individual with, with liberty
2: and justice, justice for, all. for
0: all thank you and uh you know madam Clerk, i don't i don't think i have a copy of the land acknowledgement here if uh um my if you don't mind taking that over while i um catch this little guy here real quick
3: well do mayor pro tem um to the original people of this land the Nisanon people the southern maidu valley and plains miwok the Putwin and Wintu peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the Native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today an active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's Indigenous peoples' history, contributions, and lives.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Um, Madam Clerk, first item on the agenda, please.
1: First item is the consent calendar. You have one item on the consent calendar, which is the city auditor's activity report for the second quarter of fiscal year 2021 and 2022. And I have no hands raised to make public comment.
0: Thank you very much, Madam Clerk. All, since there's no members of the public, let me bring this back to the committee. Are there questions from the committee? And if not, I'll entertain a motion on the consent calendar. I don't have any
2: questions, but I would move the item.
0: Thank you. Has been moved properly, moved by uh, Councilmember Jen, uh, Jennings and seconded by Councilmember Vang. If the clerk could please call the roll.
1: Thank you, Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Vang. Yes. And Vice Chair Gatta.
0: Aye. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, if we can move on to our items on the
1: discussion calendar. So the first item on the discussion calendar is item two, the Sacramento Utility Rate Assistance Program recommendation. All
4: right, good afternoon. This uh, Mr. Busey. Good afternoon, Vice Mayor and committee members. Um, While uh, staff is bringing up the PowerPoint presentation, um, I'm Bill Busey, Director of the Department of Utilities. Today, I'll be presenting a proposed structure and benefit change for the Sacramento Utilities Rate Assistance Program, or Sura. I'll present the budget ramifications of the new proposed structure and the existing structure should this committee decide to keep the existing program structure in place. Whatever this committee decides to move forward to council as a recommendation today, we will not be proposing a budget adjustment at this time. Proposed to keep the current budget and make whatever adjustments might be necessary at mid-year. Can you see the presentation? We cannot. Okay, I can't either. Maybe we will ask our clerk to see if we can
0: get a little technical assistance here.
4: Madam Clerk, is Christy Li on the uh, on the list of participants?
1: She is. I'm. She's being promoted now.
4: Okay. Sorry about that. Um, while she's bringing up that slide, I'll just go ahead. Um, a lot of this is the you know you don't necessarily need to see the slide. Um, there we go. Go ahead, to the, go ahead to the next slide, Christy. SURA program consists, uh, assists about 8,700 city residents who are income eligible and meet program requirements with water, wastewater, and recycling and solid waste utility fees. SURA is funded at the direction of city council with general tax revenues and is managed by the Department of Utilities. Key program milestones include the program, the program inception in 2013, budget adjustments in 2014 and 2016, and a name change from the Utilities Rate Assistance Program to the Sacramento Utilities Rate Assistance Program or Sura in 2016, and partnership with SMUD in, 20, uh, in 2019. The current structure, go ahead, Christy. next slide, please. The current structure entirely offsets rate adjustments so that customers do not see the increases. The current structure is difficult to administer in that there are different classes of customers with different levels of discounts. It is also inequitable as some customers receive higher discounts depending on how long they have been enrolled in the program. DOU proposes to change the current program structure to an average flat discount of 36%, which is equal to the average program discount prior to the latest recycling and solid waste rate adjustment under the current structure. For your information, the average program discount with the new recycling solid waste rate adjustments under the current structure is about 40% the proposed methodology will be easier to administer provides fairer and more equitable discounts to all participants provides simplicity in budget forecasting and we believe provide a more sustainable program as you can see from this table the proposed 36% exceeds any other similar utility discount program that we were available that we're aware of Here are the comparisons of the average discount amounts for the proposed new 36% discount and the current structure for legacy and non legacy participants. Just a reminder that the difference between legacy and non legacy participants is that the legacy participants have been in the program since the inception. These numbers include. These numbers that you see in yellow do include the recycling and solid waste rate adjustments that will become effective on April 1st. It is estimated that at the present participation levels and under the current structure, the program would need about a $570,000 budget increase for FY23, but that no budget increase would be necessary under the proposed 36% structure. As I mentioned previously, regardless of the recommendation of this, this committee chooses to make to council, we will not be recommending a budget adjustment at this time. Should the budget need to be increased either because of a decision to keep the current structure in place or because of increased participation in the program, we propose to do a budget true up at mid year. At that time, the budget program budget, the the budget needs for the program will be much clearer. Also, as stated in the council report, the utilities general fund tax revenues will increase due to the recycling and solid waste rate adjustment. That concludes my presentation. Thank you for your time and staff is available to to answer any questions that you have.
0: let me bring this uh, madam clerk do we have members of the public sign up to speak
1: vice chair I have no hands raised to make comment on this item
0: great thanks if you don't mind stop sharing so that we can have the screen back that would be helpful thank you very much uh, let me bring it back to the um, to the committee here uh, only first I think to uh, discuss the the trade-offs here and um, you know I and I again I my understanding from what I'm hearing from you uh bill is that even even with uh we kept the current structure or went or or adjusted it um you think
4: you have enough within your authority to
0: to manage it is that
4: that's that's correct if we change the structure to the proposed 36 um, percent um even with the recycling solid waste rate adjustment we have budget you know we would have budget under the current budget amount okay Choose, if this committee chooses to keep the existing structure in place or to raise the benefit, you know, above 36%, you know, to some other average of benefit, then we would need uh, budget adjustments and we would do that at mid-year.
0: And we would do that at midyear. year. Well, that's good. And it gives us some bandwidth as well. Okay. Right. Well, let me bring it over here to Council Member Vang.
3: Thanks, Mayor Pro Tem Bill. Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, I am a, a big supporter of this program because I know um, it provides critical relief to many of our low-income families, um, and just really want to thank for your thank you and staff for um, everything that y'all have done to really keep this program uh, going. Uh, just a quick question um, for the legacy participants: I'm assuming if they're still a participant, then they still fall within the income bracket. Is that correct?
4: Yes. Okay, yeah, because
3: yes. I, I didn't know if once they're in, then they're opt-in forever, so just wanted to make sure I clarify that. So even if they are legacy participants, we do look at their income and they do fall within the income back bracket.
4: That's correct. The, the, um, and again, in, in conjunction with the SMUD program, we are, you know, every two years, we are re- we're basically reassessing the eligibility of, uh, of the customers.
5: Okay,
3: um, and do you know what our anticipated increase is for next year in the program? Do we know?
4: Um, as far as participation or budget?
3: Uh, participation in the program.
4: So that's really hard to say, Councilmember Bang. Um, right now, you know, historically, we've struggled to keep it at that 8,700 level. Mm-hmm. Um, and SMUD is, seems to be having the same trouble. And so we hope <laughs> that we can increase the participation level. Uh, in the coming years, in the coming year, I would be surprised if it increased significantly. Um, I think that answers your question.
3: Thanks. And a lot of the enrollment is it's based on data with our partnership with SMUD, is that correct? When we do the enrollment?
4: Correct. That's correct. All of their customers that are in their, all of the city of Sacramento customers that are in the SMUD program Are automatically enrolled i think we do a quarter on a quarterly basis or so uh, into the city program
3: okay and just uh for clarification if um if we don't make any changes right now and we keep it as it stands then uh, we'll have a conversation during mid-year budget if we choose to um uh, continue the program as is and you i think you gave the number about um five hundred thousand dollars
4: Yeah, about about $570,000 under the current structure.
3: Okay. Thank you so much, Bell. Really appreciate that. Um, I don't have any comments at this time. Um, For me at this moment, I, you know, I, this program is really important, and again, like I like I was sharing, you know, we are in the middle of, of a pandemic, and many of our families are struggling. And uh, this program does provide critical relief. Um, I know right now everything comes down to dollars, but um, the five hundred thousand dollars, I think we could find in our budget to make sure that we support our, our most neediest families. So I don't have any comments right now or any suggestions or directions, uh, but just really appreciate this and looking forward to the full uh, to the to the council's full um, conversation uh, when mid year comes. To ensure that we can support this program. Thanks.
0: Councilmember Jennings here.
2: Uh, thank you. Councilmember Vang asked a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask. They also, um, I think she and I are in the same place. Um, it, 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 I, I think the only question that I'm not quite certain on is the range of the discounts. So, right now, the proposal would be 36%, um, and that 36% exceeds other cities that are comparable to ours or any other place that we know of. But right now, currently, what is the range of the discounts that our current 8,700 uh, uh, participants uh, have?
4: So if we could bring the slide back up, I, I can either tell you or we can bring the slide back up. Um, either one, I'll tell you either one. Christy, why don't you go ahead and let's take a minute and bring the slide back up. The It'll be slide number um, six. So you see, Councilmember Jennings, that under the 36%, the the total average discount would be about $41. Under the current structure, again, you've got your legacy and non-legacy participants, and you can see that most of the participants are non-legacy, with a, a you know, a relatively small percentage of the participants being legacy participants. You can see that those Uh, You know, the current participants non-legacy is $43.19. And then, again, these are average uh, total discounts. And then the legacy is $63.31. And as I mentioned, that average discount that you see under the current is about 40% since that recycling solid waste rate adjustment has been passed. Is that for the seventy-four hundred participants? It's it's the average between the seventy-four hundred and the thirteen hundred. The seventy-four hundred are getting a little less than forty percent, and the uh, thirteen hundred are giving are getting more than than the forty percent.
6: Okay.
2: So by going to thirty-six percent for all eighty-seven hundred participants. Um, it would impact some people by as much as $22 roughly. Yes, that's correct. And do we know what kind of hardship that would create? Is there anything, any kind of polling or surveying
4: that tells us the hardship that that would create? I really, I really don't council member. We don't, we don't have that information. I mean, obviously those are people that, you know are probably the most financially needy and it's probably not the right word uh, in the city. So I'm sure that for, you know, for some people, even a $20, you know, uh, adjustment is, you know, might be significant. Mm-hmm.
2: Do we also know um, of the 1300 legacy participants, do we have uh, any idea how many are still um,
4: current or, or behind in their um, payment? Um, no, we don't know that, uh, but we do. As you know, we, or as you may know, we we have a the state program, the arrearages program has um, enabled us to apply a credit to at least a water credit so far, and now and next we'll be working on a wastewater credit for any of our customers who have arrearages. Okay.
2: Uh, And and the reason I ask that question is, is if with the 63, if we're now going to go to 41 and ask more of them, if they're already currently behind, then it goes to Councilmember Bang's point is that our most vulnerable population is going to be, they're
4: going to be further affected. And I don't, I know that we did, uh, and I apologize for not bringing this, I should have anticipated that you might want to know this. We did do some investigation on how many of the uh, of the, our customers that are receiving the arrearages uh, are in this program, and uh, so we have that number. I just don't have it. I don't have it with me, okay. and I don't know if staff. Uh, I it would be something that we'd have to get back to you on.
2: Okay, thank you very much.
4: Chair, thank you, Mr. I'm good. Jenny.
0: Thank you, Councilman McGinley. So the the uh, you know this uh, when I look at this situation here, um, it by changing it to 36%, we would make essentially a two dollar hardship for the current uh, 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 participants, but it would it would allow over a thousand people to participate who have a forty dollar hardship. I mean, this allows us to ability to expand program for a lot of folks with i mean 40 bucks a month is a significant chunk you know so i i um i see the uh i'd like to see how we can service more people uh as we move forward and and if if the trade-off the economy of scale is is only um is uh is that marginal and any any marginality is significant um i'd like to see how we move forward with expanding it to as many people uh, as possible because uh, while while the legacy folks are are there I, you know um uh, there are there are folks that we've that have added, in the last two years have uh, have uh, we've expanded the amount of need that we have let's put it that way so um here's my uh here's what i'd like to do re- or at least recommend to the committee one as we construct the 2020-23 budget i mean half a million dollars doesn't seem like a lot, but when we start adding up every other need that we have in isolation it, it doesn't seem a uh, significant amount but I want to make sure that our budget as we move forward also um, takes into every other aspect we're going to be having issues of deferred maintenance in our parks many of those parks are in lower income areas well you're going to we're going to tack that on as well and that may be another million another half a million so all of those pieces begin to add up so I I'd like to, here's what I'd like to see, uh, see uh, you know, uh, bill and um, remind me here, uh, cause I've only got one hand. Is this, uh, is, is, are you requiring an action of us today? Uh, cause I can't pull
4: up the staff report right now. We're asking that you go, that you make a recommendation to council. I mean, uh, we're asking that, that you move forward our proposed new structure, yeah. but whatever your recommendation is, we we're asking that it, that it go to council and we would be wanting to do that in that you know probably in the next month or six you know, four to six weeks. Here's what
0: i here's what I'd like to see. I'd like and this is up to the committee, but I'd like to see that we move forward with the proposal that increases the number of participants, uh, which would be the new structure what staff is proposing here uh, for the for council as part of the construction of the 2022 2023 budget here. Uh, if we get into a situation uh, in the in the budget uh, in the budget where we can um, change that uh, or increase that to, to true up uh, back to the current proposal which is forty three dollars and nineteen cents then we can do it at that time in its whole but I'd like to uh, see how we can service more customers um, uh, and and help more people who uh, aren't eligible at all for any assistance so that's that's my recommendation but I'll leave it up
4: for a, a motion from the board members here vice chair can I make just one clarification yeah the number of participants in the program is not going to change uh, what you see on this slide is you know a total of 8700 you know participants under the current program some of them are legacy some of them are non-legacy under the proposed program there still would be 8700 participants your point you know though is well taken under the proposed program we would be able to service um, more customers with a minimal impact on you know on the budget. Um, but
2: uh, how many more bill?
4: Well, we could um, I mean you know we could under the current budget uh, we will use up that budget with the 8700. Um, we figured that for another probably two or three hundred thousand dollars, we could service up to nine, thousand customers. Um again, that will become clearer as we bring this back to uh that will be clearer as we bring this back to council in um at you know at midyear.
0: You know, I think I mean if we have additional dollars to serve more people, I I'd, I'd rather try to help more people. Okay. In I mean at least that's my preference. I mean, if we if well, the difference in keeping the current system is to adding, you know, a backfill and versus expanding it to people who have no support at all. I kind of feel that that's uh that 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 helps us at least help more folks who are in, in greater need. Uh okay. let, let me let me bring it back to the committee for a recommendation uh and motion to move to the council. And again, if, if we could as we get to the budget process, we might be depending on where things are at, revenue numbers are looking better, we can we can go back to the current system, but I think that staff's proposal is to try to help as many people uh, with the greatest amount of needs possible.
2: Chair Garrett, um, can, if I may ask a question, because I'm trying to make sure that the number is 87 and there is no waiting list or the number is 87 and that, and, and there is a, there is a potential for more to be added to it.
4: So there is no waiting list. Um, whoever is eligible that we're aware of, you know, in this mud program is put into our program. They're in there now. They're in there now. And I think that what I can say about what council member, uh, what uh, Vice Chair Gara has brought up is that under the 36% proposed structure, we will be able to help more people with, you know, with a minimal impact on the budget than otherwise than you know than under the current structure.
2: But we don't need to make that decision until the mid-year. Uh, uh, the
4: dis- which which decision?
2: To to be able to increase the number of people that we can help by adding more money to it.
4: That's, that's correct. I think that right what, now what,
2: the budget, if we were to go forward with the 36%, we would be able to stay within budget of where we are right now serving the 8,700.
4: Is that that's correct? correct? Yes and I, so think I wouldn't
2: that, make the recommendation. And the only thing I'm concerned about in doing, bringing this, and we can have this discussion again, when we come before the full council, I would be concerned about the legacy members that we're impacting by $22 per, per month um, and 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 affecting their ability to be able to pay an additional $2,200, that's 1,300 of them, if I remember correctly.
4: 1,300, that's correct. Yeah. So,
2: while I wanna serve more, not not at the expense of those who need it the
0: most. Perfect. So, uh, is that a motion, Councilmember Jennings? Uh, that- I'll, I'll, I'll turn it into a motion. Perfect. Uh, Bill, uh, is there a second uh, with
3: that? Can I just get clarity on what the motion is on the table? <laughs>
0: Bill, how did you understand that? I, my understanding is we, we would go with the uh, the the proposed structure here, and then as we come to council, we'll find out if we can add more. Is that correct, Rick? Actually,
2: actually, it would not be a motion, and I apologize, uh, Chair Guerra, um, because we don't have a solution for the the legacy members um, in that motion, and so until we have a clear um, solution for the legacy motion. Uh, legacy members, um, I would not put that motion
4: forward at this time. So it sounds like the motion is to keep the structure the same for now. Mm-hmm. For now, until we come back before the full council.
0: And then uh, Bill, it can you get some of the information? Uh, well, let me There's that's the motion, right? Keep the current system. Is there a second to that?
3: I'll, I'll second Bill could um, possible um, for additional information. Do you, do we have the breakdown of the legacy participant? I like to kind of see the district and areas and demographics of the legacy participant if possible. Do I, we think have we,
4: that? I think we can get that for you.
3: Yeah, I like to review that data.
4: So just just so I'm clear, our proposal would be to bring a recommendation from this committee to council in the next four to six weeks to either keep the structure the way it is or to change the structure to the proposed structure and then once that is done and council makes you know a final decision on the structure then we would be coming back at mid-year for a budget true up Um so i just want to make sure i'm clear is that what council member jennings is is, is proposing that's what Jennings. So that would is, yeah. does that yeah. make it My clear
2: by leaving it the way it is now we take care of the legacy members as we have already by by changing it to the 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 new rate the legacy members would have to pay an additional 22 dollars, and we don't have a solution for that and and i'm not willing to until we have more answers on how we resolve that issue for our neediest um customers um i I would say keep it as it is now until we can come back with a different alternative
5: okay and and
2: councilmember garrett i do want to serve more as you do but we have 1700 legacy members that i don't want to be on their backs on have to pay more when they're struggling
0: already to potentially be paying what they're paying understood um that's uh bill did you understand that motion
4: yeah I think so and I just I guess I'd want clarification from someone <laughs> I think that if we're not going to change the structure and we're not going to change the budget I'm not sure that we really need to take this to you know to council. Um, I think that uh, I is anybody in the finance is anybody- let me, if, if we're
0: not going to change the structure here um, then let me ask this uh, Rick if you if this may be Let's bring this back to budget and audit. And what I'm asking, I think what I'm hearing is, can you come back with a solution for the legacy members? What is, what would a, what would a solution for the legacy members be? Um, and also try to expand those numbers. I mean, is is that? I mean, my understanding, Rick, that's your concern. Is is before we go out and change yeah. the percentage, how do we take care of the legacy numbers?
2: Exactly. We, you know, and I think. I share this concern with each one of you, even though we want to expand the program to include more, we don't want to do it on the backs of those who don't have the money to be able to pay and get the greatest discount currently right now.
6: Okay, okay. Uh,
0: Laney.
6: So if, a... if I might, um, Bill's correct. If we aren't going to make a change, it doesn't need to go to council, but I think I can understand the question is, what does it take to buy a, leave the legacy legacy? And it seems like if it's, it's 1300 times $20 times 12, it's about 300 and change. And so I think utilities could come back and we could talk through whether those resources would be available to add to the program so that those 1300 stay legacy. And perhaps as they leave the program, they fall out. And, and we, we stop that subsidy for the legacy and move everybody into the full program. But that's certainly something that we can bring back to you that, that, that sounds like a great
2: to rec- Add more to the full program
6: that sounds good laney
0: that, that is a great recommendation Lainey. okay bill i think you've got better direction i don't think we need a motion for this um you know and and that and laney actually you know phasing out the legacy members and then looking at our future rate structure i, I want bill if when you come back when the, with this and we bring it back to budget and audit but i'd like to also have a conversation it's just sustainability of the program i mean i i, I worry that uh uh, that as much as we're trying to to also help and serve our legacy members, uh, we could put at risk, uh, you know, the st- sustainability of the program of, of those that we're trying to help in the future too. So if we can, if if as we come back, can, if you can give us a uh, a sense of you know long term sustainability of the program, how that uh, how that how that
4: plays out. All right. Very very good.
7: Okay.
4: Um, we will. We uh, so. We're not gonna wait till mid-year to come back with the, with that. Uh, we probably will be back to budget not in the, in the next couple of months. Okay. Okay. Thank That's you, good. everyone, appreciate that. Oh, good, right. thank you Yeah, thank you all. A good
0: pre- presentation and appreciate everyone's thoughtfulness uh, in this, uh, in this uh, you know, there's never any easy choices here. Uh, let's, uh, Madam Clerk, go on to the next item.
1: So um, Vice Chair, I do have one member of the public that would like to make comments on this item and I'd like to clarify oh. them. I'd like to clarify the motion. We're going to table this item with direction to come back to budget and audit with a solution for the legacy members. Is that accurate?
0: That is correct. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, and our one speaker, we have two speakers. The first is Barry Boyd.
8: Thank you, Mindy, and uh, good afternoon to you all. Actually, my most of my questions did get answered um, through Councilman uh, Jennings asking the. What was the total uh, projected participant number, or uh, what would that participant number be? And that question did get answered. Councilman or Vice Chair Gitta also brought up the fact that a what is this close to about an eight or excuse me, a 38% increase is substantial for those folks on the current program. And uh, with the ongoing pandemic, um, which isn't going to be a uh, Uh, become endemic until what maybe another two years maybe three. Um, I hope it's next month but reality is uh, it's going to be with us for a while. With that said there are still a lot of folks that are becoming unemployed and or unemployed now that just haven't applied for these programs and for a lot of folks they aren't aware of these programs. So my opinion is that there will be a significant amount of uh, new applicants seeking assistance and to vice chair's point in regards to $500,000 if you gave it to me I'd be ecstatically happy um, but it's a drop in the bucket in regards to the overall budget but as uh, vice chair also stated you start adding that 500,000 plus this plus that it does become a real working number but with that said with the monies that the state of California has received in regards to infrastructure, I believe it's just over $2 million. Um, And since uh, the recycling and trash and the need of facility and yada, yada, yada is a part of infrastructure along with our sewer lines and so forth so on, there is monies available in addition to some of that uh, ARP money. And with that, thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Vice Chair, I have no more speakers.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Boyd, I think uh,
8: very well said there.
0: Okay, uh, Madam Clerk, uh, do we need a motion to table this item? I think we can we can bring this back since we don't need an action on it.
1: That's correct, you don't need an action. You can table that. Perfect. I will ask my attorney to weigh in if I'm inaccurate.
0: We'll go ahead and move on to the next item.
9: Good afternoon, council members. I'm Ash Rigani, special projects manager. I staff your Measure U Community Advisory Committee at the February 8th Budget and Audit Committee, Councilmember Member Vang uh, requested an update on the implementation of participatory budgeting. And so I'm going to hand it off
7: to Measure U Committee Member Dana Kivel, who will kick off a presentation for you. Hi. thanks so much, Ash. And uh, it's great to be here with you. And um, uh, Michael, can you please uh, bring up the slides? Thanks. So I'm here today. Uh, Debbie Otto-Kent hopefully will be joining at some point. Um, yeah, if you want to proceed, Michael. Thank you. On The next slide. And I'm also joined by Michael Kusack from Participatory Budgeting Project and Ellen Kimball, Third Plateau. They are the consultants who are working on the evaluation of the Participatory Budgeting Project. Uh, please move ahead. So I just wanna give a brief background of the process to date. And beginning in 2019 and uh, Measure U, we started exploring the idea of participatory budgeting. We had a presentation by folks from Participatory Budgeting Project of Oakland. We had many conversations and decided as a committee to bring forward a proposal to council to consider funding, uh, providing funding support for uh, participatory budgeting. In February of last year, the council supported $225,000 for implementation and in June adopted a million-dollar funding support for PB for 21-22. From August through September, we worked with city staff to, um, uh, city staff developed an RFP to identify consultants to work with us on this project. We hired participatory budgeting project of Oakland and also third plateau from September until last month, we have been working the measure you participatory ad hoc committee have been working with consultants and city staff ash as well as Elizabeth Boyd from NDAT, to help us work on developing the, the process of how is this actually going to roll out. And we have a, a book that we're going to talk a little bit about. It's called a playbook, which is the guide for the PB process. In January of 2022, we brought the playbook to the Measure U committee, got feedback, and have further refined that. Next slide, please. Oh, and part of the process of refining the playbook was to identify the approach we're going to take in terms of distributing the million dollars that the, the council has set aside for this. So we wanted to show you visually, geographically, the what we've decided to do is go with two areas of the city, a northern part of the city and a southern part of the city. So this is just sort of the out, an outline view, the areas we're talking about. And the next slide will show you the actual Uh, neighborhoods that we're looking to include in terms of making decisions about how the money will be spent and the plan is to divide the million dollars in uh, for each area half a million dollars Uh, folks in these two areas will have an opportunity to decide how to spend the money next slide please yeah and Just a little bit about how did we come up with these areas, we actually spent quite a bit of time. Thinking about this and uh, ash did a tremendous amount of work as did Michael and other folks to help us. Look at these geographic areas, we use census data, we use some uh, couple of indexes the Community vulnerability index that the city also uses provides numerous metrics we overlaid these two indexes the Community vulnerability index the Healthy Places Index, on top of the the census tract data, and really tried to identify, well, what are areas of the greatest need and areas that have had historically low investment? And that's how we landed on these two geographic areas. Next slide, please. Um, And with that, I'm actually going to, let's see, turn it over to Michael, who's going to talk about the playbook, unless there are questions immediately. Any questions at this time? Okay. Michael? Any questions there, Dana?
0: Sorry, I was trying to unmute there. Um, We'll keep moving here. And I do want to uh, remind folks here, we do have a closed session at 4 p.m.
7: All right, Michael. Thanks, Dan.
9: So I'm gonna give a quick overview of the playbook and its implications for how this process is gonna roll out in Sacramento. Um, if you have any questions about how these decisions compare to other PV processes, um, feel free to jump in and, and ask those. We'll try to give some context as well. So the, the process is designed to provide an initial period of outreach and engagement so that we can engage community members in this process before the kind of outlets for participation begin. Um, We're gonna be running information sessions beginning next week to provide community members and organizations an opportunity to learn more about the process and how they can get involved. Um, Then in beginning in April, Idea Collection will launch. And Idea Collection is the process by which community members can submit ideas um, for how to spend this money. And for this process, all residents age 14 and older will be able to submit ideas um, for how this money will be spent. Some examples of ways we'll collect these ideas will be through um, tabling and pop-up events supported by CBOs um, that we'll be working with, idea collection drop boxes, online submission forms. These ideas will be categorized, compiled, categorized, and forwarded to relevant city staff, um, and then brought to... The budget delegates, who, these are community members who will, in committees for each area, be working together to vet those ideas, make sure that they're feasible, um, identify which ideas um, you know, reflect the values and priorities for this process. They'll begin to prioritize a, a smaller list of ideas that will then be turned into proposals that will end up on the final ballot. So, this is generally the process of proposal development, that process of turning those ideas that have been collected in the idea collection phase and building them into really substantive proposals full of the, you know, the cost estimates, the timelines um, the kind of implementation process all the information voters residents of those two focus areas will need in order to make an informed decision about what their preferences are for how that money will be spent Um, for this process. The project eligibility has been kept open Um, so both capital investments and one time programmatic services are eligible. Sometimes you'll see just, you know, focus on capital investments. As Dana said, the the vote will be split into those two areas, so you'll have residents in each of those two focus areas voting on their preferred projects um, in their communities voting on how that $500,000 will be spent. Um, this process will use a very kind of traditional voting process that just tallies up the, this, the sum of, of total votes that each project gets. Um, and all of the projects will be funded up until that $500,000 um, amount is, is reached. We plan to use both digital and in-person voting options to make this, this voting process as accessible as possible. And like we said, the the one million dollars will be split evenly across those two areas. Now I'll hand it over to Ellen Kimball from Third Plateau to talk about the evaluation process. Thanks,
5: Michael. Um, As Dana and Michael mentioned, my team at Third Plateau is evaluating this pilot. We started our evaluation process by conducting interviews with Measure U ad hoc committee members, as well as members of city council to understand what the desired outcomes of this pilot include. You can see them summarized here, particularly in those big square boxes. Um, they fall into three categories resident engagement with government, specifically that participants gain knowledge about the budgeting process and government processes, government knowledge of residents, including council members learning about residents' priorities and concerns, and the advancement of equity, including the fact that our hope that projects will benefit historically underinvested communities. We have designed our evaluation to assess the extent to which this pilot leads to these short-term outcomes, Um, and I will note that our evaluation does not include an assessment of the longer-term outcomes that you see here, although we think they're important to note because they fall into our theory of change. On the next slide, um, I'll talk about how we will uh, collect data in order to inform, inform our evaluation. Um, so we will collect information about participants in this process, um, about the process itself, and about the projects that are suggested and selected through this process. We will conduct surveys throughout the pilot to learn who is participating at each, each stage. And of particular interest to us is to understand whether people who traditionally have not participated in government processes are participating in this process. Um, We will also collect data about the process itself, what outreach occurs, how accessible the sessions are, and then information about the projects that are proposed, um, developed, and eventually voted on through this process. I'll note again that our evaluation is just of this pilot, and so we will only be evaluating the short-term outcomes rather than the longer-term outcomes. Um, outcomes such as the number of policies that are passed related to the project ideas or the impact of the projects themselves fall out of scope of our evaluation.
7: Okay, well, thank you, uh, Ellen and Michael. And I just want to give you a little bit more information about the timeline for the rollout. So we are in the education and initial outreach. We're uh, outreaching to community based organizations. And we'll be providing people with an opportunity or organizations to apply for mini grants. We have $30,000 and we're looking to perhaps um, identify three organizations in the North and the South that can help with the uh, education and outreach. The idea collection, April through May. Proposal development. uh, Again, that's going to be with proposal delegates from the North and the South. Those are community members. Who have said they want to participate in the process they'll be working with city staff and with the consultants and measure you uh, ad hoc advisory committee the vote will take place in august and the evaluation will follow um, the evaluations ongoing until the end of august so how can you assist that's the next slide um what we'd like to ask oh and also uh Big shout out and thanks to Ash for all the work on developing, and, and folks at the, the city for developing a website. So please check it out: cityofsacramento.org/pb. Uh, this is where you can find out information. When are the information sessions happening? The idea collection process. The more uh, as we build that process out, there'll be opportunities to find out about that on the website. So if you could share information about the mini grants. Let folks know that those are going to be coming out and available soon. Idea collection, disseminate to engage with your constituents. Please talk to them about the fact that this is happening. If you can help us with the proposal delegates, if you know folks in the communities that we identified and said, oh, I think they'd be great being a proposal delegate to help shape what, you know, moving the ideas into an actual proposal, uh, please share those folks' names with us. Uh, also, then voting, helping us to get the vote out and the word out about that when voting starts. Uh, also, we're hoping that and looking for additional support from the city manager's office to make sure that city staff are across all agencies are aware that this process is going on so that when we start to develop the proposals and you know folks are reaching out to different city staff, they are aware, oh, this is what you need from us the park and rec people yeah we can help you with that or the public works we can help you with that so just making sure that as many people across city government know about this process Um, also we've really greatly benefited from the ongoing support of NDAT uh, the community engagement folks city communication folks and also want to uh, be sure that there are conversations going on about how do we move from making this a pilot, which we believe and feel quite sure and confident that it will be successful based on those metrics that you know, that Ellen shared with us a few minutes ago. How do we move from having this be a one-time process to, to helping to make sure that it gets built into the infrastructure of the city moving forward? So that's what we have to, to say today. And um, I think the last slide is just questions, comments. Thank
0: you for your time. Great, thank you very much. Uh, Madam Clerk, let me go to uh, members of the public and then I see our mayor is back here, so I'll hand over the virtual gavel to you.
1: I have two speakers on this item. The first is a phone number, 4366.
10: Well, yes, this is Lambert Davis of To the Bay and Back Cheesecakes. I wanted to say it's, it's encouraging to hear. That they're mentioning the north area on this P bid uh, movement, and I just hope that Del Paso Heights receives some of that money. Sometimes when they, over the years, because it's such a gerrymandered district, they'll say the north area, but Del Paso Heights receives very little money. So if there's, I thought I heard something about a participatory something position. I'd like for someone to reach out to me. I'd like to see exactly how this is working because Del Paso Heights is, is, is it's a lot of talent out there, including to the Bay and back cheesecakes. Uh, you know, so I would like to see some money come there. Uh, the grant high school's basketball team, the boys, they just won the city championship at uh, uh, golden one center and they have a great, well-known band. That's an example who every time they try to travel, they don't have any money. Why not put some money into that and help them travel? They're well-known throughout the United States. They're called a drum line. So that's what I have to say. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Barry Boyd. I do
8: have a, a couple of questions. ask our end opinions to give the first in regards uh, or excuse me in addition to the um, engagement that has been rolled out in the presentation my suggestion is also to take out psas in uh, or excuse me on both local commercial and community community radio stations um, that far more uh, the numbers of listeners outweigh Uh, those who read newspapers and or get their um, uh, information from uh, websites uh, in regards to the city of Sacramento website. So again, your greater reach for uh, engagement or notification for engagement would of course be using commercial radio and or community radio. Uh, The second um, um, opinion of mine, the $500,000 is a or would be a grand number to those of us who are in the um, Sacramento County wide workforce that make $2,000 or less per month. But as a investment into the systemically and purposely left out in regards to economic development communities that were stated in the presentation that amount of money would sustain a CBO that is doing great work in those communities for a year, maybe two years, uh, fully financed um, the CBOs. If you want to make a real impact in these systemically left out uh, uh, because of economic um, left out of economic development, put a real investment of 10 to 30 million dollars into those communities. A model would be Seattle, Washington that put in $30 million. We are not Seattle, we are California. Thank you for your comments. Your time is complete.
1: Will you make your final comment, please?
8: Certainly. uh, We appreciate the the 500,000, but please put in real monies. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comments. Mr. Mayor, I have no more speakers on this item.
11: Well, thank you let's turn it over to the members and I apologize for uh being late to the meeting I I had uh some urgent matters in preparation for tonight's agenda so I, I apologize um to everyone thank you uh Mayor Pro Tem for for taking the gavel um I, I, and I see Councilmember Van. go ahead Councilmember Bang and thanks
3: Council Mayor uh, first um I just wanted to this opportunity to thank uh, the Measure U committee for all of your hard work and especially want to give a shout out to a particular city staff, Ash. Uh, thank you so much for your hard work, your heart and hustle and staffing our Measure U committee. Um, thank you, Dana, Michael and Ellen for, for your presentation as well. Um, and all of the Measure U committee members that are appointed by this council uh, to serve. Um, I know that oftentimes uh, your labor uh, goes unnoticed, and I definitely want to make sure that we center you and thank you for, for your service uh, in this community. Um, I'm incredibly excited for the official launch of this project. I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm a true believer of participatory budgeting, and I think it could really uh, bring government closer to the people. So really excited. I, and I know that you have the support of this council. Uh, given that they set aside a million dollars, although I would like to see more, but we did set aside a million dollars to support this project. I think one question I was going to ask, but Dana, you actually had it in your last uh, slide was, you know, as we move forward on uh, doing this pilot program, what, what, what are the ask for the council? What can we do to really center uplift and um, elevate uh, the work that's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks and months? Um, and uh, just wanted to circle back. It, it sounds like, uh, you know, Ash is 110% already in it and um, you're you had also mentioned that you needed support from the end or the city manager office so I just wanted some clarity on that because I know we have ash uh, staffing measure you and setting up the website but one it's just to make sure that I got clarity on on what support you need um, from us uh, um, from us from the council and from the city to, to support this work moving
7: forward well thank you member uh, council member vang really appreciate the question and And um, actually wanted to clarify that uh, NDAT has been participating. Elizabeth Boyd has been helping us. And I just want to make sure that um, she and and her team and then uh, the community engagement folks also, once we have this information, if they can push it out to their networks and their channels, that would be great. And also if there's a particular way that you as council members would like to receive information, uh, you know, if you're a particular city staff person, you know, how would you like us best to communicate with you? And, and also, um, you know, because there's the Measure U folks, there's uh, Michael with PBP, and then there's Ellen with Third Plateau. So just trying to let, let us know what's the best way for us to convey information to you all as well.
3: Yeah, thanks Dana. Uh, really, really appreciate that. I think one, we all have our Measure U committee appointee, so we all should be in communication with our appointee for sure. So let me start with that, trying to hold us accountable as council members that we have to make sure we communicate with our Measure U committee. Uh, but I would actually direct, given that this is the budget and audit committee um, and and um, make an ask, I see Lainey's uh, hands up as well, but ensuring that um, as you begin the rollout, um, Any information, even regarding the delegates, pushing out information that we actually send that to each council office, right? I think uh, making sure that um, city council members are also centering this and pushing this out to their constituent as well. Um, And I don't know if Ash, if you can send it out, Lainey, I'm just gonna look at you like, what is the best way? But for me, I think making sure, um, because we get lots of email, but having it coming from one person would be good. And if Ash is the point person, then Um, then maybe Ash can send us the information when you all compile exactly that package of what you want us to push out. Uh, I'd be happy and more happy to, to, you know, utilize our social media platforms, our e-newsletter. Every council member has their own medium of getting information out to their constituent. But I think making sure that every uh, council member and the mayor, all nine of us get that package so that we can push out whatever's whatever's in that toolkit, right? Um, So that we can help elevate this work, so.
11: Thank you. Councilmember and Councilmember
2: Jennings, yeah, Mayor, thank you. I, I just I was very impressed with the presentation today, and I just want to tell everyone who was involved. Uh, and a lot of the names have already been mentioned. We don't have enough time for me to say them again, but I, I just was very impressed with everything from the background information to the education and outreach, the idea collections, the community engagement. It was just a well thought out plan of action with timelines and everything that we can see and monitor and council member bang is right. We each do have a measure you committee member on there. So making sure that those committee members keep us up to date on a regular basis is very, very important. Um, and if you want to have meetings with the council, you know, as, as a group, you can always reach out to each council office and meet and I would especially meet right now in those areas that you pick with those council members so that they know exactly what's going on in their respective areas. And the only thing I didn't see on there, and and it's probably on there, and I just missed it, but the neighborhood associations and the faith-based organizations, I want to make sure that we reach out to them. They are vital to our success and vital to uh, making sure that our communities um, um, thrive. And so I just want to make sure that we reach out to each one of those because they're already established, and we want them to be involved and engaged. But my key point is, excellent job, great presentation, well thought out, well planned, very well. I'm looking forward to participating.
11: Thank you, Councilman Jennings. Uh, Lainey Milstein, did you have a
6: something? No, thanks, want- Mayor. I'm, I'm good. I think we okay. Ash will be probably our conduit. When you see an email from Ash, you know it's Measure U. But we will okay. all have brainstormed that for you to keep you informed.
11: Okay. Well, let me just make a comment. And again, I was late and did not hear all the presentation, but I have read the materials. And I just want to say thank you as well. Uh, to the leaders of the measure you committee um our city staff ash thank you uh for taking the lead on this and of course our consultants i also think that it's really well thought out um the one thing i don't want to lose the strand on which it has been an ongoing discussion that never has been resolved long term, so i just kind of want to put it out there again as i understand this and read this the million dollars Um, is intended to be used um, as a binding tool on the city. When the votes are in, we will spend the million dollars on where the community and the people who participate in this process have voted to send the money. Is that correct?
7: Well, we, We certainly hope so
11: i don't know but oh god we we dance around this all the time is is it or is it not what is the is it binding or is it not
6: i think mayor i'd like to ask our city attorney's office if they have a particular opinion on that at this moment or it may be something that we'll need to come back to you on because i do believe there's a question on whether or not council has the final review because
11: let me let me tell you why i asked the question And I know there was a concern from the caller and you hear in the community too, and even from some of the leaders here. Why only a million dollars. So, we start with a million dollars because it would be unprecedented and maybe good, but unprecedented for the City Council to cede its budget authority and actually uh, enable the community to to vote to determine where city funds go other than a, a, an election and a citywide initiative. Okay, that's why we start with a million dollars. If it, in fact, it is not absolutely binding, then as far as I'm concerned, radical thought here, the entire budget should be done under participatory budget. In other words, I, what I hope comes out of this is a, a process that you can recommend to us and implement that engages the community in a more broad-based way around the city's budget and the fiscal decisions we make, because that's the way budgeting should go. That's the way budget, all budgeting should be participatory. And I'm not just saying that in an academic way. So the difference between the million dollars uh, being binding with the council, then having the elected representatives, then having no say, I'm okay with that. By the way, you you say, Dana, say you hope so. I'm okay with that. And let's see how it goes with the million dollars. But if it, in fact, it's not binding or the city attorney says to us that it can't be, then as far as I'm concerned, the million dollars is just the beginning. Let's figure out a way that we engage. And by the way, when it is done in an effective way, as you have laid out here, the quote recommendations are going to have a lot of weight when it comes to... um, city council's uh, ultimate decisions on either the mid-year budget or the full budget. So that's why I keep coming back to that question. And in three years of talking about this, I've never gotten a clear answer, either from the the community, from the consultants, from the city staff, from the attorneys. And we ought to be clear on what what, what the expectation is and what the rules are. anybody okay so Laney's the idea that will is the city attorney on the call now
4: yes Mayor uh, we can take a look at that uh, issue and get back to you on it
11: okay and I think we ought to report back to everybody involved in this thing just so that we know what the rules of the road is anyways it's an important question this is really powerful stuff And it's really great stuff. And I commend everybody involved in it. And the more people we can engage in our democracy and the most important thing we do, our budget, the better our city will be, no matter what the rules are. Mayor? Yeah.
2: If I could request that it come back to the uh, Budget and
11: Audit Committee
2: to have that discussion before we go to the full council.
11: Yes. Yeah. Let's get that back to budget and audit quickly because I do think it... It's, it's, it's relevant. It's more than relevant. Okay? Good. It's a great, great framework here, everybody. Thank you. Is there anything else to come before the committee?
1: So, right. Mr. Mayor, I do you have two hands raised to make public comment for matters not on the agenda?
11: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we heard. I know we already heard from people.
1: We did on that agenda item to...
11: Oh, this is on items not on the agenda. I understand. Okay, go ahead.
1: First, first caller is phone number last four digits, four, three, six, six. Mr. Davis.
10: Yes, I I would like to say, I'm so thrilled that mayor Steinberg was able to make it. I mean, he's an example of true leadership. And what I mean by that is that was a very good question. Is it binding? And the reason I say that is because uh, when you attended the Grand High School um, holiday, that was important to the community. I don't even know if you realized that, but it was. So was Mr. Laloli. And speaking of Grand High School, I think that the city should figure out a way to help uh, celebrate a major accomplishment by Grand High School's teenage boys basketball team. Last Friday, they had to beat El Grove, and then they had to beat Granite Bay to win it all at the Golden One, and that was Friday, and I didn't hardly see anything in the newspaper. I saw one article, but I mean, it's got to be a way to uh, uh, congratulate these young teenagers. These are teenagers, and from what I read in the article in the Sacramento Bee, shout out to the Sacramento Bee, uh, they had some losses in families. Uh, I believe the coach lost his mother to COVID, and, I mean, they went through a lot, and somehow they won the championship. And I think that the mayor and the city council should find a way to help them celebrate that, not just by words, do something for them. The drum line during the Sacramento Bees article, they said the drum line is, is recognized throughout the country, and they have difficulty traveling. To different events, whereas if El Grove or Granite Bay was involved, they wouldn't have that problem. So I'm glad you got in here at the end, Mayor, because there's some true leadership need to be spoken on and saying the word binding and, and and moving around it, that takes courage to make that. Thank a you statement for your comments.
1: Like your time is complete. Will you make your final comment, please?
10: Yes, give Minty a raise.
1: Thank you for your comments. <laughs> Our next speaker is
8: Barry Boyd. Uh, with the last statement in giving you a raise, you were always there. And with that said, I would like to thank Councilman uh, Jennings for asking that this uh, that the information be brought back to this uh, committee, being that the words from the attorneys the attorney's office were. Yes, we can take a look at this. So I'm glad uh, they will take a look at this. And to uh, chair and Mayor Steinberg's uh, question in regards to making this a binding manner manner from either this uh, committee, the council, he hadn't heard back from the public. Well, you're hearing back from the public now. And if it's up to me to give the consent to make this binding, Uh, from the community. I hereby say yes is binding and let's move forward if it was only that simple. But with that um, uh, I anticipate the matter coming back and more individuals chiming in and the answer being that yes, uh, that this will be binding and ongoing and a continued increase uh, of funding of economic development Monies in the amounts of ten plus million to make a real difference in the systemically and purposely left out of economic development uh, communities. Thank you.
11: Thank you, Barry. All right, um, Madam Clerk. So, was there a motion? I do think the direction is at least. Let me ask you, Ed, Councilman Jennings or Laney or Ash. Um, when were you intending to bring this before the full City Council?
3: I made a request for it just to come to budget and audit. Uh, but if we, if we, oh, it's um, not intended
11: to come, but it doesn't have to then. Okay, then, then let's follow through on Rick Jennings idea that we get an answer back to budget and audit about this legal, I guess it is a legal question about the binding nature of the recommendations made by the community
3: yeah eventually i'd like i would like it to go to the full council once we do this pilot so that they can present the recommendations to the full
11: council well of course we'll do that of course we'll do that but for now let's get that answer if we can at the next budget and audit committee meeting please um all right everyone good stuff exciting um if there's nothing else to come before us we're we will be adjourned we got to go to closed session thank you